no offence, but where we discuss the uncomfortable topics, drop the truth bombs, and have the raw, real, and relatable conversations that make you feel socially acceptable. These attachment styles are developed throughout your childhood based on your experiences, your past. That's then what forms your type of attachment style. It's been three weeks and I'm actually fucking acing it, not gonna lie. I'm obviously, really proud of you. Oh, guys, but obviously, I'm kind of my period, well, I came period today. Yeah, we, we can tell. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> <Send> help. <laughs> There's no holding back, I'm the fucking bitchiness. Look, it's not that, it's like I'm snappy, aren't yeah, I? You're acute. <laughs> the word, acute. So, um, yeah, so this week's been a bit more challenging. I did cry yesterday because I was like, obviously, I had my period coming, the train strikes. Yo, my commute's only four hours a day as well. It's like a long, hard slog. And then obviously my car nearly got robbed as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't even shit, listen to yeah. the voice notes on that. Yeah, like got a ransacked. Yeah. yeah. Chaps your shit on the floor. The, I've come so back. bad. All my stuff was on the floor. Like, they've ransacked. And the craziest thing is, like, I left the key in there. They could have stole my whole car. So anyway, yeah, it's going well. I'm loving it. I'm actually just feel like I'm, yeah, enjoying the process. So... School run mm. life isn't too bad. Good, I'm proud of you. I knew you'd do it. Mm. Thank just, you. It's just that initial getting up in the morning, isn't it? Do you know what? I like it's actually up at quite shocking, now. yeah. I'm about to start getting up at five this week, I think. Ooh. Actually, fuck it, I don't know how far. I've been I doing it 15 say. minutes every week. Like, 6.45, 6.30, 6.15. I've been doing about six now. Don't push Okay, it. so you've been earlier, earlier, earlier. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to throw myself in the deep end no. of the sharks. So, yeah. The 5 a.m. So, apart from my car nearly getting stolen, the rest of it's been really good. Okay. What's been working in the soup kitchen? Yeah. Oh, I love. It's one of my favourite days of the week. Oh my gosh, the people are amazing. Why is it your favourite? Because it's just so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm not. laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Why is it your favourite? <laughs> it's just really nice. Giving back to the community and uh-huh. stuff. Is so that really why you're doing it? Yes. Okay. That was the initial day. <laughs> you are so wholesome, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to put down my good teeth. I do every week, motherfuckers. No, I know. They're really <laughs> proud of you. What I do with sucking dick does not count, okay? <laughs> what? Are you sucking dick as well? I'm joking. <laughs> I haven't actually sucked dick for a long time. Anyway. It's been a while. Speaking of sucking dick, what's today's discussion? <laughs> Why is every topic we do about dick crops? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the dick, what is it? The dick floating. Floating over. <laughs> oh, the dick that floats over. So, we're going to talk about attachment styles today. I think a lot of people are very familiar and aware of love languages, mm-hmm. but no one talks enough about attachment styles. Well, I love love languages. What's Do you guys know your love languages? Yeah. What are you? I am acts of service. Okay. Cute. So you love to receive acts of service. Yeah, like for Stu to be like, oh, I'll go and fill the car up in the petrol station. I'm like, thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, yeah, you go do that. Thank you. (laughs) I'm all of them. You're all of them. (laughs) I'm joking. No, no. To be fair, I think it's more like words of affirmation, which is really nice. Um, (laughs) Acts of service. It's really nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nice. What's nice for you when it's yours? (laughs) Shit, if I presents. Acts of service and gifts. Well, you're all three? Yeah. <laughs> no, this doesn't make sense. Your your top one is your one. You can have a couple. <laughs> yeah, I think you could have a couple. Look, if it's about me, I'm here for it. Okay? <laughs> just give it all. I love it. My 
to be gifts. Let's, I don't know how much I believe into this stuff, and I'm not gonna lie, I haven't read the goddamn book. Okay, guys, not read the book. It sounds long. I asked Queen, she said it was seven hours. Listen, I was like, fuck that, ain't got time. I ain't doing it. But the more I've been seeing it everywhere on Instagram, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, and I genuinely just wanted you guys to compress the book for me in this topic. So, so we do don't have to listen. I want to have to read it, or for two, if it sounds that interesting, I do want to read Which, the conversation already is making me want to read it. So I used to be gifts, and I actually did it again, and I was um, acts of, no, uh, words of affirmation. Okay. But, like, I just don't know how much I believe in this stuff, because I'm like, yo, like, do you, you keep changing? You know, you're always changing. So, like, do I have to keep... How often do I have to fucking take this test? Yeah, I think you're definitely right. You do keep changing. Most of us evolve and grow throughout our journey in life. But um, what I find really interesting is I'm similar to Holly, my love language, how I like to receive love. Acts of service is a really big one for me, as well as gifts. I'm less about gifts now that I'm older, but definitely acts of service is massively up there for me. You could do the smallest thing for me and I will be buzzing about it something as simple as let's say for instance me and my other half were lying in bed together and i have a thing like i don't like seeing open drawers or open wardrobes so if i'm like can you shut that drawer for me he will get out shut the drawer like yeah that, means that really means a lot to mm. me um like you said earlier filling up the car and everything but i think there's something else um to be said about attachment styles most people don't know what attachment styles are most it's not as out there as love languages i suppose and i after think read after reading this book, it really resonated with me. I think you get a lot more better communication in your relationship by understanding each other's attachment styles, not necessarily just love languages. And it's important to remember that with these attachment styles, it's not just about romantic relationships. You can literally identify these types of attachments in lots of different relationships like we spoke about you earlier you can feel it with your friends family and you really get to know how people form those attachments oh i'm glad so you can get people to see that without them taking the quiz so i can so obviously say if i have a boyfriend now and he refuses to take the quiz or i just don't want to ask him like mm. i can figure out what he is yeah, i think you to can an extent for sure yeah, yeah. Okay. but i i asked my friend earlier um are you able to see what attachment styles people are from very early signs of dating? And I don't think you can. It's, it's very hard. much like getting into the relationship that you can really understand. Yeah, because they've got their wall up in the beginning. They're putting on a show for you. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Up as time Guys, on. that is such a show. I can't wait to actually cover that. I need to write that down. That's a topic. What's that? Fucking the face you put on when you're dating and how oh, fake it 100%. is. Oh, 100%. You're dating a fake person. <laughs> the deception just, levels. Yeah. Mm. I actually listened about this in a podcast not literally last week and then it, he was saying like, and then as your relationship grows and you get to know each other more, then you stop accepting things because they're not that person. Yeah, mm. that's true. So true. That's interesting. So the book uh, we've both read is called Attached by Dr. Amir Levine and a few others. I I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But I I don't know what called you to read the book. But for me, I was was made to really. Um, My other half was like, you've got to read this book. This really explains a lot about why we're so different, why we don't communicate as well and all the things that have kind of led to the relationship breakdown. so there are three types. We've got the avoidant attachment style, anxious attachment style, and secure attachment style. There is one that I've seen pop up, which is disorganized, but that's not mentioned in the book. Not so and I'm I think not... just keep it simple. Yeah, the so top three. three. Mm. Secure, okay. anxious, avoidant. 
Okay, and you can be a mixture of all? Yeah, well, can you, you be can, though, yeah. yeah, you can be a mixture. I'm definitely a mixture. I think the first thing to, to make it clear is, you know, avoidant comes across as, oh my gosh, they're a person to literally avoid and they're bad news. And like, you're not a bad person if you're any one of these styles. You're yeah. not weak or you're not stronger or you're not better than any of the other attachment styles. It's just like Queen says, it's a good way for you to identify who would be your best person to match with. Yeah. Or just being able to, you might already be in a relationship with somebody that is an avoidant or is anxious, but it helps you to work out how to have a happier relationship exactly. and be more understanding. What you can accept, can't accept, and maybe decrease the likelihood of frustrations. So an avoidant type of attachment style is the type of people who are overly, com not confident, but um, comfortable to be by themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't need support from anyone. They don't talk about emotions. Hell, they don't have emotions and don't even recognize emotions in others. They really more lean towards a casual type of relationship nothing too serious nothing too deep and that is just who they are avoidant and it's important to think most of these attachment styles are developed throughout your childhood based on your experiences your past that's then what forms your type of attachment style i was gonna ask that, that and and adult life as well because yeah. i'll come on to it in a bit later but two of the guys i have dated it's been through trauma of breakups with their exes okay, so as and grown, wives and, okay. and stuff like that so but yeah like you just said just to touch on the avoidant just needing their own space is the thing that I've noticed so the most important. with the avoidant. And they love to plan and make these great shouts like, let's go on holiday or let's do this. And yeah. then when it comes to it, there's this fear of like getting too close to that person yeah. or that fear of uh, opening up emotionally and getting hurt. So it's a real big deal for, it's a real struggle dating an avoidant, I think. But I'm from experience. Yeah. For me as an avoidant, which is my attachment style. I am. Um, it actually it makes it makes me feel very uncomfortable. The thought of something, something, someone mm. needing me or wanting me all the time. Ugh, like no. That was my fear about having a kid. Like yeah, I just can't that. eat in relationships. And also, I know it sounds bad, but having to actually consider someone else. Mm. I don't have time for that. I wake up and I just get on with my day, and it's a real challenge. Um. It's a real challenge. I don't really understand people's emotions that much. Can and if I do, and you can. that's a very, very rare combination, though, to be avoided and anxious. How would that work? You, I think in certain areas, so for example, they're avoidant of, they don't want to get too close to that person, but in terms of wanting that intimacy and mm. getting the attention off of somebody, sometimes that can be the they anxiousness like side. So the anxiousness is, uh, attachment style is, when somebody pulls away, you pull forward because yes. you're just craving you're that chase. intimacy, it's like a chase. I think with um, anxious, they, you just think you're a bit of a psychopath. Oh. Well, if, if you imagine, like, you've got a lot of uh, avoidance attached anxious because of... Yeah, it's the push-pull, The push-pull. In <laughs> terms oh, so that, yeah. of... Avoidance, like the attention the that they get from anxious people. And anxious people are so... Love me, love, love me, me, love, love me. me, love me. And then if somebody's pulling away exactly what you said, they're like, no, come back, let me give... It's like the less you give an anxious person, the more they want to give you... It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. it, it's exhausting, I feel. But you're right. Um, they love the chase. 
it's sort of things like if you read their message but don't reply, rather than just thinking, oh, they're busy, they'll reply later. They then start to overthink, what have I said? Did I not word that message right? Do they not like me anymore? Oh, they don't love me anymore. If you go too long, they really crave constant reassurance and constant attention, and that's what makes them feel comfortable. But I also feel with this attachment style, it's never really enough. I don't know if you've had an experience with an anxious attachment style person, but as an avoidant, I feel like it would go on forever. I would constantly be giving. They would constantly want more. Mm. And that, it's... It's like fueling an unhealthy habit or like an addiction. Potentially, yeah. But I'm looking at it like an avoidant. And I'm sure if a secure was in a relationship with an anxious, it would be a different story. Well, I look look at my previous relationship and I would say I was 100% a secure. Mm. Um, and looking at my ex, I'd say he would have been the anxious one. I think he was secure coming into our relationship and then turned quite anxious down the relationship. Okay, so you do change as time Yeah, you can, because the I would now say that I... Change. Yeah, I think I would say I'm a bit of an avoidant at the moment. Um, I would say a split between secure and avoidant. So right now I keep saying, am I avoiding? Is it just the fact that right now I don't want to be in a relationship and I'm quite content and happy how I am? But being completely real with you guys, being on dating apps, like, you know, I went on a date the other week. Realistically, I got back from that date. It was a great date, great guy. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, he's great. And then the next day I'm like, no. And the fear of getting close to somebody else because... I feel like I had quite a lot of trauma last year with the breakup, and that's a lot to put somebody off going through another relationship again. So it's like, right now I'm probably in a bit of an avoidance stage, but I will get back to secure when I'm ready for a relationship. Did she speak about this in the book, like how you can get get into secure? So Queen said about, you know, um, a lot of stuff comes from childhood and stuff. Mm. So the anxious stuff tends to come from where your parents might not have been around so much. They didn't not show you, you love, love and attention. Attention or was working loads and you're just constantly, or like middle child syndrome, I guess, just yeah. constantly fighting to be heard. So that can create anxiousness amongst people. So yeah, it starts with the childhood, but it evolves through your life. From what you've said, like I've got a bit of, well, not now, because I did the test, I was secure, which I feel very happy about finally, because I've been a crazy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I'd say like I did have anxious tendencies, not to the extent of you, like I wouldn't be like, oh my God, they haven't messaged me back, like generally I'm busy and I really don't give a shit. So, but I was more of an avoidant, but I definitely did have anxious tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. So can an avoidant date an avoidant? No. An avoidant and an avoidant will not be in a relationship because they wouldn't communicate, they wouldn't make the effort, they wouldn't reach out. An avoidant, they can, you could probably have a casual fling with an avoidant if you're an avoidant, but it would never be a deep meaningful relationship. See, I had this debate with Leon. I've got a relationship to avoidant. See, this is... I actually had this conversation because I swear to God, after reading this book, like me and Leon literally spent hours talking about these attachment styles. I was saying to him, I'm an avoidant. I think I'd be really quite happy to date another avoidant. Mm. But then he's like, well, then that's not a real relationship. I'm like, bro, yes, it is just our way. So if I was to be with an avoidant, we would not text each other constantly. It would be great. <laughs> we would only meet up when we wanted to meet up. And then if I didn't hear from them, I wouldn't be but hurt all up in my feelings about it. And neither would they. But there is some truth that there wouldn't be a deep, a meaningful 
relationship. And could that turn you anxious? Because you're like, oh, well, he's not messaged me back or he's not... It depends on the individual, I yeah, think. Yeah, some people, not the me, book, I don't the think. The book I'm says, like, okay, help. yeah, avoidance and avoidance generally don't, don't work, work, but it's all down to communication. So if you lay down from the get-go, like, for example, if I do end up with an avoidant, I will have the conversation with them, like, when you need space, you just you tell me. Tell don't me. start ghosting me and stuff. Like, just yeah. tell me when you need space. Like, I was dating an avoidant, so I knew when to leave, yeah. when not to stay, when to give him space from texting, like, and this is the thing, and I think why it's really, really important, especially if you're dating, and even if you're in a relationship, it's good to understand your partner. If you are dating them and they are pulling back and you're not understanding what it is that they're doing, then you're gonna feel a certain type of way. For me, when I was in, uh, dating these two avoidant men, I it made me a little bit anxious. I yeah. felt so shit until one of the avoidant men, funny enough, knew he was being avoidant, decided to do the work on himself, read the attached book and then said, Holes, read this. Oh, really? I then read it and then it made me feel so much better about myself because I understood you, him. Yeah, mm. you no longer feel like it's a personal Atta attack, attack on Because you. you do, because I'm just like, I, I am the fucking table. Like, why are you not? <laughs> yeah. Sitting at it. Pulling a chair Yeah, on. like, <laughs> why are you not laying on me? Like, I couldn't get my head around it. And I actually gave my attached book to a friend recently. And I said, look, she's very anxious. Mm -hmm. He was avoidant. And I said, the second you read this book, it's going to make you feel 10 times better about yourself and understand that it's not actually you. Mm. It's just them. Yeah. And it's like, that's their attachment style. But... So now it is you if you're in an anxious attachment. Yeah, but if you're aware that I'm anxious and like when you are aware of, oh my God, I do pull forward or, oh my God, I do question why is he not texting me back, you stop that because yeah. you're mindful of it. So you're it's almost like you're so training you yourself. Yes, exactly that. So now, for example, dating an avoidant guy, if he doesn't text me, I'm just like, it's I'll just cool. let him text me when he wants. Yeah. Or I'll just let him see me when he wants. And it doesn't mean anything. You know, I mean, some people listening to that would be like, no, you need to have some control of, you know, where you lead the relationship. But I think this is just where you need to find that balance with who it is that you're dating. If mm. you want to be with that person, yeah, you're going to have to maybe let the avoidant lead at times. Yeah. Just so that there's comfort there. But if you're that secure in yourself... It's not You'll be matter. fine and it's not going to bother you. But if That's you're a very it. anxious person, I personally would stay away from avoiding men. How do you get into secure with yourself? So secure is just quite literally feeling secure. You don't feel the need to... You're happy to open up. You can you're open up emotionally. I think you have you to, do to do a lot of work. A lot of work Because obviously yourself. I said, like, before <clears throat> I would have done it, I definitely would have been mainly avoidant. Mm. I'm a little bit anxious from what you're saying. Yeah. Obviously I did the test and it said I was secure, but I was like... This is only because of the work I've done. Yeah. But I was like, is there a way they show you like a cheat skin? No, no but like, definitely you know not. There is probably something out there that can help you get back to that. But Plant yeah, just to just for secure, just to confirm, it is you are emotionally available. You yep. are emotionally able to open up with people, discuss how you're feeling. If something's not sitting with you, voice that. You're a great mm -hmm. communicator. You're not going to be, you know, if somebody doesn't text you back for six hours, you're not going to be like, what's going on? And, you know, panic him. I think I've definitely been an avoidant in a past relationship, 100%. But now I've done the test after you guys were talking about it and it did say that I was secure. 
And I think like Lacey said, it is definitely from just having that time to work on yourself and knowing your worth. And if someone isn't giving you that back or reciprocating it, then it's like, you still know that you're okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. so you're going to take the that. test. Yeah, was he? he was secure as well. Okay. Oh. Do you reckon you both made each other secure though? Like, do you reckon the relationship could be that like that connected that you <clears throat> both end up being secure. I think Isn't so. Isn't that what yeah. to do as well? Yeah. Why don't you I do that think so. To grow together to be secure. So I think we both like when we first got together, before we even got together, I think we were just very. We had so much like open communication with each other. I think being older as well, it was almost like he laid on the table like what he would accept and what he doesn't accept and I done the exact same thing I was like I expect this in a relationship I don't expect to be treated like this in a relationship and I think because we got all of that shit out in the beginning it made us both very secure because then it's like the yeah, things that probably be, probably would bother me in a relationship he's fully aware of it so, so they if would he never does, come up I mean obviously there's going to be things that people slip up do you know what I mean mm. like but it's not done from a, a point of like being an arsehole it's from a point of like oh shit, yeah, do you know what, I'm really sorry. And then that's another thing, actually, I think being that secure and open in a relationship as well, he's always one to put his hands up and be like, how can I do better? Mm. And I'm the same, like, how can we work at this to make it better? And I think if you are feeling that secure in yourself and you always want to be a better person, then why would that not kind of, why think, would you not want that? I think this comes back down to, like, always doing that inner work on yourself. Mm. And yeah. if you are single, use this time so carefully to, like, Build on yourself and try and get yourself in that secure position. I don't think it's good for anyone to be avoidant personally. And if no. you are in that space, work on it. For sure. Queen. And it no, but No, Queen, I think it's fine. I, think, I do agree. It's not No, because I think I'm a little bit avoidant, but I know where that stemmed from within the last twelve months. Yours is definitely childhood trauma, I feel, for like what yeah, we've discussed yeah. for sure, and you're aware of that, mm. but you don't want to work on that because you like putting it under the rug. Yes, and I'm just not sure. You want to open that can of worms? Yeah, it's not even about opening the can of worms. It's like, I'm okay now. You're okay so... with it, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But you're but right. are you okay if you're still an avoidant? Yes, and this is why I feel being an avoidant doesn't make you a bad person or somebody who needs healing. You just need to find the right person that understands you. And mm. when the time is... When I feel compelled, I will work on those issues. Yeah, no, no. And I'm not <laughs> do you know like, what I mean? I'm not yeah, trying to do it in their own time for mm, sure. Call they you out ready. on it as if it's a bad thing. Like it's just I think avoidance do know where their trauma yes. lies from. Or but we anxious know. people don't or anxious people probably do as well. But they are so consumed with these anxious patterns and behaviours, they quite often haven't got the clarity in their mind to want to look back and deal with it or even acknowledge it. I feel as an avoidant, like you said, you're right. I, I know what my issues are. Mm. I just... Um, so I think how does it um, affect you in relationships for oh you personally? Oh, my God. So it's, it's the be on and end all, to be honest. I think it's really affected my relationships in the past because I don't open up to people. I don't really tell them how I'm feeling. Therefore, I bottle things up. And in the past, it used to be if I was angry, oh yeah, I'd say that. But as I've got older, I don't even do that anymore. If something happens, someone pisses me off or I don't like how they're acting in the relationship, I just go, okay, move on. I literally don't want confrontation in any way, shape or form. Even when I'm happy or really excited about something, mm. I don't want them to know either. I'm really wow. super closed off. There is... Were you like way off the scale on the avoidant thing? 
Yeah, I think I was like proper high in you there. Sound very because to be honest, I'm like I'm so I avoid emotions so much. Even when I'm happy, I'm like, nah, it's cool. Play it cool, like play mm. it cool. So it's almost like you enjoy being an avoidant, like. I, I <laughs> it makes me feel powerful. Like absolutely nothing can phase me. You, no one can influence my emotions. No one can influence my thoughts. No one can change my mood. I fully own it, and that's kind of. I know it's a bit of a warped way to look at it, but that's the positive thing to being an avoidant to me. Like nothing anyone can do or say. So if you don't text me, I'm gonna die. Like I'm cool. If you don't ring me, I'm cool. And but the sad thing about it is, if someone does something really amazing for me, I'm like, <laughs> not that appreciated. I appreciate it inside, yeah, but never it. outwardly. You can't give out the gratitude. I've, oh, it's so hard. Oh. Like once, uh, me and Leon, he said, um. What do you like about being in a relationship with me? And I, like, I, I was, <laughs> I was choking because I didn't know what to say. And of course, there are one hundred million reasons why I enjoyed a relationship with him. Like mm. you've met him. Like, do you know what I mean? I couldn't say it. I couldn't. Or a simple question like, "What do you like about me? What's your favorite feature?" I'm like. I just can't bring myself to be that emotional. That's weird. I feel like you're like that with me, but you'll tell me like good qualities and stuff. It really puts me up. I'm like, dang. Yeah, but that's different. Like, I'm not your girl. Like, we're not together. I don't feel, I somehow feel paying my partner a compliment will put them in a position where they can and use it against me. Like, it's really weird. sounds like fear of rejection, which you again triggers to yeah. early days. That's yeah. so funny though, because I what you're talking about and how you say things is exactly how I see how I used to be. Okay. Like, exactly the same. Like, even in the sense of like having no emotion, um, just if they pissed you off, just going, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, well, you not, that I was just like, okay. Like, just that, yeah. nothing phased me. I was just did not give a shit. Um, so now that makes me feel sad because I feel like I've come out of that and I'm secure. And he's definitely made me way more secure. But now I look back on that and think, oh, fuck. Like, I was a. If you can just come to the other side. <laughs> but, like, you, you don't need to. You don't need to feel guilty or feel shit about where you are. Nobody does. Like, mm. you are what you are. <coughs> you are, you are yeah, Your you life are, you is are. shaping you. And I, ch- I chose to work really hard on myself because I didn't want to be put in a position where I was in a relationship where. I was that person again. I was like, I'm not being that. I want to be in a relationship uh, yeah. where... I, wish, I really... didn't know attachment styles were so deep. I'm like, bloody hell, this is deep shit. Mm. I would really love to know what it is you did to work on yourself because I totally get that a new relationship can help somebody move more into secure, yeah. but I feel like I'm so deep in as, yeah. as an avoidant. Guys, it's deep. Yeah, it's hard. I need to do something i can't rely on somebody else bringing me into secure because mm-hmm. it's not going to work i'm too stubborn and i'm actually very comfortable mm-hmm. but it affects my relationship because i'm unable to communicate properly whether mm-hmm. i'm upset or really happy i find it really difficult to just relax and be nice because i'm busy going eh, you're crossing a boundary like even leon used to say stuff to me like if if he comes up to me, say I'm getting ready to go to work, whatever. If he comes up to me and wants to give me a hug, I would hug him. But then I'd be like, oh, God, my fringe is not going right today. Or I would... You feel awkward? I'd feel very awkward and I'd throw something else in there so that the moment isn't just about the hug. It's a little bit broken up so because you're... a full-on hug is 
that's too much. You're kind of like self-sabotaging. A little bit. And that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's like you're not allowing your heart chakra to open. Basically, yeah. that's what it is. Because it's just fear of like getting hurt, rejection, mm. that trauma. Yeah. Both of the guys that I dated, their exes cheated on them. Right, that so makes that's sense. So that's huge amount of rejection, yeah. huge amount of trauma. Like having to go through that. Both had kids, have oh, kids. God. So it's like not wanting to go through that pain and trauma again. So I get it, mm. but the one of two is really, really working on himself. So you said, you know, what are you doing to change from that attachment style? So he's continuing to date and usually he'll get to like the fourth or fifth date and then he'll tell himself a million reasons why this person can't work out. But I'm like, well, <laughs> it sounds like you two are getting on. It sounds like things are going yeah. well. And I'm like, stop self-sabotaging. Mm. So he's becoming like... <laughs> self-aware of all these things and trying to push through but again i just think you have to do the inner work become aware of what attachment style you are and it's down to you to push through that and i think i I went to a tony robbins event and this is probably for me where it started to change and i remember him just saying turn to someone you don't know or go to someone you don't know and we're going to do an exercise together and we had to stand and look each other in the eye i think for about two minutes straight and that honestly crippled me like i was just like i just can't do this can't do this because i just felt so I don't even know. I just, I just couldn't do much. it. Yeah, but then it made me like go home and then start to think about things like when people would give me compliments, I'd be like, oh. like I just I'm wouldn't say anything. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, so awkward. But Lacey, I remember you always saying to me years ago, you was like, just accept. And I think you said this to me before. You need to learn to accept when people are being nice to you, and receive. then and receive. Like just be a receiver, mm-hmm. however you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this one is, guys? You're divine feminine. It's mm. like, I know that Danny Morrell video you posted, yeah. you always played like not that long ago. He speaks so much about this, and I've only just found him since you showed me, and I'm obsessed now. Yeah. And it's something I've been working on myself lately. All of this is down because, like, the structure and the system of what we're all in has made us all masculine. We're too scared of our own feminines. And what everything you guys are saying is feminine. It's about receiving. Feminines receive. We're open. We're connected to divine. We get all this information. Like, it's so incredible and so much power in being in that feminine. But you have to learn to be able to trust it. Mm. And what's helped me, I think, so I was definitely avoided now, and now I'm hearing you guys talk. I did ask, I did all the work, guys. I spent nearly three years now. It'll be three years in April, like, really fucking investing in my shit to not fix myself. But do you know what it was? I got Understand. to a point, I was so tired of my own bullshit. I was tired of self-sabotaging. I was tired of not achieving a shit I was going to be achieving. I was tired of pushing people away and not letting people in or... I was tired of being hurt and angry. I was fucking tired of it. I was drained. And that's why I think I got... I think you have to be... I've still you have got to want to change years of resentment left in me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be tired There's of mileage in the tank. Like, because no one can change you and you're not no. going to be able to change... The only people that are going to change themselves is themselves. Like, yeah. And you only want to change before yourself. You don't want to change for anyone else. Mm. Like, why would you? If you're comfortable and happy here. Yeah. I, I mean, am I comfortable and happy? It's okay. It's not bad. But then that is my general take on most things. It's mm. okay. The thing I dislike about the attachment style that I have is the effect it has on other people. Like, if you're with an anxious, which I have been, and you you can see, like, you can really see they're upset, they're hurt by your lack of affection. They're or, crippling inside. Yeah, like, they're literally... <laughs> freaking withering away in front of you but I, I'm not but you can't you be like with an anxious once yeah I was with an anxious for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, in, very intense it made me 
It made me become an avoidant. Yeah. Because well, you already avoided. Like, well, I was, yeah, I was pretty much an avoidant anyway. But I think I was coming out the other side of being an avoidant. But I think even more so, it wanted me to help help him, like make him better. But in a sense, it kind of, in the end, I was just like, meh. Yeah. Get a grip. Get, yeah. That's yeah. how, and, and I kind of relate to that. Mm. I was dating an anxious, uh, not dating, with an anxious to the point where you're just like, because you, I did. I wish I understood the attachment styles yeah. back when I was with my ex. Really? Yeah. He's would that definitely, have saved your relationship, do you reckon? Um, I don't know if it would have saved it, but it would have just helped me to understand because I think I got to a point where I was just like, get a fucking grip. Mm. Like, and I lost respect and lacked respect mm. over time. And um, again, yeah, compassion. compassion. Yeah. I definitely had no compassion and that's definitely avoidment, avoidance style. So... Yeah, I just, yeah, please, please just read it or listen to the audio. I know it's seven yeah, hours on audio or like whatever, now. but it explains so much. Even friendships as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely friendships. What I love about the book is it's not just them talking to you about attachment styles. It's actually, it does this storytelling. It follows different lives of mm. different people, yes. what their attachment styles are, and equally what the outcome was for those people. It's actually right. extremely insightful. Yeah. You can also do the quiz as well. So yeah. there's the the way where you can tick. Um, it'll ask you like multi multi questions. There was loads of questions. Yeah. Like, so it nice. helped me to work out that I had a little bit of anxious at the time and secure. Um, and then you can also do it for the person that you're dating or who you're in a relationship with. So you can work out what attachment style yeah, they are. Each other so are. I've been like a little bit anxious since coming out. Because obviously, obviously I did all this inner work and I felt really secure in myself. And then literally my relationship ended. Mm. So I did get a lot of anxiety in that. So, um, yeah, I feel like I was maybe a bit anxious on the other side. But something that's really helped me is, like you said, the awareness of it. So it's like... I know I'm either being avoidant or anxious right now. I can see it. So I just be honest. And I said to you guys last night, I just went and had this really open, honest conversation. And everyone's like, oh my God, why did you say that? But <laughs> I just feel now that I'm serving myself best and I'm the happiest that I've ever been when I'm just being honest and open with people. Mm. Probably a bit too honest. I said to you guys about my friend who's an anxious. I was like, oh, can I say this? You're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Do you know yeah because like... part of understanding an anxious is, although that's a very true and real statement for you, what you wanted to say you are essentially going to, you will destroy her self-esteem mm. and you don't... So you learn that from this book, like... Yeah, you don't want I think that. That's, that's you don't want to be that that's person. That's another level of awareness. Obviously, you can have awareness for yourself, but you do actually have to have awareness for other people as well yeah. and how yeah. they're going to take things yeah. and receive things, I guess. So you get that from the book. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Wow, it just helps you to communicate better. What did you think about Greg and... You know the story about Greg in the book? Which one? He was the avoidant and she was an anxious. Even listening to that, and I know what they were trying to do. Oh, was God, it Greg and Sarah? That's it, yeah. yeah. Did you not just roll your eyes at some of Sarah's behaviours? <laughs> yeah. She was like the anxious. It was, it was a little petty. It was like, ugh. Like, get a grip. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, that Greg and Sarah, I felt like it was Greg and Holly. Some oh, of it. Gosh, also, really? Greg was a douchebag. Now that I hated listening to that because I thought Greg was a douchebag and I know Greg's an avoidant and I'm like, holy shit, I'm the douchebag. Mm. Oh, wow. It's so fucked up. Like, but I'm this the is the thing. We keep saying I'm the douchebag and um, when I was dating and I wasn't getting the outcome <laughs> I wanted from either of these guys... Your friends, you know, because I'm sharing just my side, your friends mm. are like, oh, they're dickheads and no, 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 you don't mm. need to be around that and you deserve so much better. And it's like, 
you know, they probably really dislike them. But now I understand the attachment styles. I'm like, actually, they're not dickheads. They're this just stuck is... in their attachment style because yeah. of the previous trauma. Mm. They're not bad people. They're just, do you know what I mean? So mm. we keep saying, you know, I'm the douchebag, but you can't be that hard on yourself. Yeah, it's just true, like, true. Yeah. You just need to communicate. And actually, the second avoidant guy I dated, he kind of did try and give me the, the warning from the get-go, from, like, our first dinner. Like, mm. I remember him saying, you know, I'm away a lot and, you know, people struggle hints. sometimes and my communication can be a bit shit. And, you know, looking and listening back to it now, like, I should have listened to the signs. I think I chose to ignore. Yeah. I've already read the book as well. No. Oh. No, 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 I hadn't. You weren't aware. But it would have been interesting. Mm. Would I have avoided him if I knew that he was avoiding? Probably not. Okay. But you would just feel more equipped to deal with that situation. Yeah, I would have been a lot I'm not more taking chilled. it personally. Mm. I think that's the thing that's really stood out to me is, like, you understanding this. You then don't think it's you. Mm. And I think that's a sad thing, especially in, like, your dynamic as well, the anxious, which is a lot of people's dynamic, isn't it? Anxious, avoidant. Yeah. Like, the um, anxious person is going to be blaming the avoidant and the avoidant's going to be blaming the anxious. Does that make sense? Because the anxious person's constantly, it sounds like they're constantly trying to take from the avoidant. Yeah, and, it's like, and God, that's you're the last me. thing the avoidant wants. And the anxious wants. person's like, you're not giving me enough attention. So it just seems like a... I yeah. do think you can blend, like, I know you said two avoidants don't work. I think it's just being allowed to give people that space. I think I was to, I think just giving people it. that space to open up and communicate, right? So I know, because I'm self-aware of this attachment style, right? And I've spoken to one of the guys I dated. I think if we got into a relationship... And we were like, right, this is how you want to be. This is how I'm being. But we've both got that space to communicate and open up. Then I do think you would both eventually become both secure. That's I what think I think. Sometimes avoidance, yeah. the reason they're the way they are, because they've never been given that space to be emotional or they have. And then someone's thrown it back in their face. Yeah. And in today's society, well, there's a lot of that, you know, mm. opinions on social media. No, 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 that's not right. You yeah. can't have that opinion. So half the time, and again, why communication is so important, just let each other be. This is why it's not bad that you're being honest and it's dependent on how that person receives. That's on them. But the yeah. fact you're being honest, if that makes you feel better, that's fine. Yeah, and I think I deserve it to them as well. Like, I'm respecting you. Like, I want to be honest to you. And I feel like I was in a two-avoidant relationship. We both, both loved working and we both loved ourselves and focused on ourselves. So, like, we would just see each other when we were not busy and it was really fun and exciting. But then when real shit hits a fan, like kids or whatever, mm. like that's when shit's like, okay, this doesn't work. So we butt heads for so long mm. because we didn't know how to communicate. No one teaches you how to communicate. And the same thing, I'd throw shit in his face, he'd throw shit in my face. We're both avoiding anyway. No one's talking about their real issues. Like the communication was shocking. Mm. It got really not nice. It wasn't a pleasant place to be in. Now, like I feel like obviously we're separated, I've done that inner work, but it's kind of starting to reflect on him now. Like, he's not as open as I am, so he's, I think he's still probably avoidant. Mm. But, like, I'm so open and honest and creating this safe space that when he does want to be open and honest, he does have the space. Yeah, I don't interrupt it. him. I think that's one big thing for avoidance. If they're wanting to speak, the anxious erupts because they're just, like, wanting to know what it is. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just hold that space now. And I feel like that's creating something magical for two people to be secure. Um, so I do think, yeah, avoidance can potentially end up in a secure relationship or, I don't know, making it work. But I don't yeah, think they can. if you stay both an avoidant, I don't think it can work. Yeah, yeah. it takes time mm. with an avoidant. You time. have to give them as much time. Um, and I've I've seen from both avoidants that I'm still in touch with, then both open up. In Like you said, I've given them that safe space to open up and been like, you know, I don't judge you. Anything mm. you ever want to talk to me about, you can. 
And there's been some really awkward conversations face to face, but they've been able to open up. So it's actually really nice seeing them both individually like blossom into just being able to actually be a bit emotionally available. Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head as well because some in my previous relationships are like, oh, you know, I've been asking you to do this for so long. Like, you're only just doing it now. And I was like, it's not on your time, time zone. Like, I need to sort out my issues when I'm ready. Mm. Like, you can't rush someone. Like, yeah. you, for instance, no one can tell you or pressurise you in a relationship, whoever you are. It could be your parent, your kid. Like, no one can rush you through your journey when you've got to do it. No, they can't because I think if I were... They'll push you away. They mm. would push yeah. me away. I would Icky. feel even yeah. more suffocated mm. and, you know... Avoid even more. And it wouldn't be genuine. I could pretend to do all this inner work and be like, oh, I've healed, I'm going to be secure. But it, it would be a lie. Mm. But I guess I, I don't know. I'm really... I need to know where, where do you even start? I think gratitude is the best way to... I always think going back to gratitude like okay. solves pretty much a lot of things. Yeah. Um, And just being grateful for... And I, I think even though, like, reading your gratitude, I remember... um. Back in the summer, me and Stu would go out onto the balcony every morning, we'd meditate, do our gratitudes, and then write a plan for the day, and then we'd share each other what our gratitudes are. So it gives you that space to like be open and vulnerable. Write your gratitudes down, feel them, but then if you're sharing it with someone, it's almost like, oh wow, like it's accepted. Yeah. And it just yeah. feels like a million times better. Mm, I like that. I guess put out there. Mm. I think journaling for me, I could never journal and I you struggle. I could I not struggle. journal to save my life up until I did ayahuasca. Mm. I could not. I never would, hated it. And I even did gratitudes, and no, I don't know if I've ever met anyone like me, because I haven't yet, and people are like, no, that can't be possible, and I was like, I promise this is possible. I would write gratitudes and not actually mean it, so it's mm. like, but I was grateful, I promise you inside, I'm grateful, but it's almost like I just couldn't connect. could feel. Yeah, it's like, I, obviously I'm grateful I have a house, and I have a kid, and we're all healthy, but mm. I really didn't give a shit at the same time, like, yeah, so, I have that. Like, mm. it was really... A really crazy. I can't explain it. It was fucking crazy. Like emotionally disconnected, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So with journaling, like I've just started writing and writing and writing. And I mean, I start with this is shit. I fucking hate this. I don't want to do this. Fuck this. Fuck that. Mm. And my life shit. And it's like, well, why's your life shit? Oh, this and that and this and that. And then you start opening up. And it's just a little bit. And I think like a little bit every single day. Just, mm. but you have to commit to it because. What I find is, we'll start this stuff, then 10 days goes, you haven't done it, and you're never going to do it again. Yeah, yeah so that's like, my But you problem. have to be tired of your own shit to do mm. it, though. That's my problem, is staying committed. But you don't want to do it committed. that much, that's why you're not committed. No. When you want to do something, fuck me, you commit to it. Yeah. Anything I've ever achieved in my life is because I commit, because I really wanted to do it. But I don't want to do something, I'm not going to commit, come on. like. Mm. It's really hard, isn't it? Where's the motivation coming from? Yeah. It's mm. only when you just need that change. If you're yeah. comfortable, and you, you know your work's great, and your social life's great, and, you know, and also the fear of, like, somebody coming in and changing up your life to how you don't want it like if you've built yeah. something and you're really comfortable and happy with your life which is kind of how I feel do I yeah. want someone to come in and move into my house and change everything absolutely no. not mm. I think change is the scariest thing mm. like I literally come back from my house I feel like my whole life was fucking torn apart and I can't tell you how scary that is to like want to change every or need to change everything what, what you have isn't working so I think that's the other end of it like Actually, the fear of change like, is so... I don't think we appreciate how fucking scary and how brave it is to mm. go in and like start changing shit in your life because, like you said, it's a little bit painful and this is the way I think about life. Like It's a little bit painful when all of us live in a little bit of pain. Mm. All of us, pretty much. We go through like, oh, we can take it, we can take it. It's like being boiled alive, basically, at a slow rate. Well, that's repulsive. <laughs> it is. Like, you're going to die anyway, but you're just boiling yourself getting there. Like It's horrendous. You're starting to get burns. It's starting to get nastier and nastier as you go on. That's yeah. literally the process because 
you are getting more and more unhappy as the years go on, you're going to start seeing more problems in your life, but really it's always you. And then, um, yeah, the other side of that is you have to fucking change everything up, but it's like getting stabbed then. So it's like, I'll either be boiled to death or I'm going to get stabbed and fucking, you know, get resuscitated. Do you think, like, an avoidant can be, like... You can be a little bit of an avoidant and then you can, over the years, because you're an avoidant, you can dig yourself deeper into becoming an avoidant. And then it's like you don't see any other way because you're just like, this is how I am. Yeah. 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 It's a spiralling cycle. You, I feel as an avoidant, you definitely get deeper into it. Yeah. That's sad. I'm more disconnected, That makes me want to definitely work on it so I don't go into that. Yeah, don't get to where I am. Holly's looking at Queen like, I don't want to be... As Queen is what she's just said, but also I keep using these two guys as examples because I'm seeing it from an external yeah. point of yeah. view. But I had a conversation with one of them and he was just like, I genuinely think I will just die single. Like, oh I don't think I'll ever get into another relationship. I won't marry again. Like, oh, that's it, so sad. It, it was so traumatic for him and I totally get it. And I think I would feel exactly the same. He's worked really, really hard to build up something incredible for himself work-wise like I said why would you want somebody to come into that potentially break you down again he had severe depression like when I say someone hit rock bottom he hit rock bottom yeah and, and it's, you, it's connect okay. love, you, you connect yourself. love to that when you've yeah. been yeah. hurt and yeah. it's like imagine imagine like opening yourself up to somebody thinking oh my god they could have my back they could do the dirty behind your back and you're back at square one. Who would really want to put themselves back into that? Yeah. Do you know what? I spoke to my therapist about this recently and he literally said to me, like, that wasn't love that you experienced. And mm. I think that's what we think love does this to us because we were in love or mm. we think we were, but it's like, that's actually not real love. We don't really know what real love is because we've never actually really experienced it. Not many of our parents really actually love us. It's just conditioned love. It's never actually unconditional love. Some of us have really actually experienced this stuff. So how mm-hmm. do we, you know, like you... You, you think that love is hurting you it's not like that and that's it was what the comfort of your life of where you had it but it just... it's just because you thought this is what love is you watch films so how do we learn what love is from films or from your parents my parents screamed at each other all the time yeah and you they definitely don't haven't seen it I don't know what love is I don't, I don't know what love is <laughs> <laughs> like I have no idea like, I don't even know where to learn it from what the fuck like mm. it's so vast and confusing and whatever and that's why I think actually all of this guys I've got the perfect answer for us love yourself Mm. You can just go in and give that love to yourself and just be like, I need this time to go love myself. Put you <laughs> first, but not in an avoidant way. No, but it will open you up eventually and that gives well, you the space to secure. be vulnerable <laughs> and secure. secure. Yeah. secure. Lace is looking me dead in the eye. She knows exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, but, I do love myself. Yes, I do. Literally, I was like, ah. I do. <laughs> I do think as well from an avoidant, like you said, you're the guy that you was dating, like, he's saying like I will never marry again or never unless someone is like I don't want to marry again I don't want to have more children and they're happy to stay in an avoidant that's not really and I think and I think that's it he's happy to stay in avoidant Mm. whereas the other one he's just comfortable he's comfortable yeah I mean like he just can't see any other option it's a safe zone it's safe it's a safe safe zone zone. he knows he's got his back and that's cool whereas the other one is desperate for like a relationship love affection that's so cute but he's the one that's consciously working on himself that's good so it's cool you know some people are happy being single for the rest of their life and not everyone has to be in a relationship so I do think as humans though we are made for connection I do think like you will fall deeper into only recently because I used to be a massive avoidant and I'd be by myself and I didn't really have parents so I was like yo I can sort my own life out I'm good I don't need anyone 
But like, I actually do think now, like, I really do need connection and love and yeah. partnership. Humans and friendship. do need it. We do. Yeah. And what I'm saying about you is like, yeah, you do love yourself, but you love the good parts of yourself. How about if you look at them really horrible bits under that carpet and go and love that? And that's where I've been now, like, loving every part of myself. Like, even the crazy bitch that can still come out now. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm nowhere near it. Mm. I've done really horrible things even the last month where I was like, God, man, I really lost my shit. And I didn't think I'd do that again. I haven't yeah. done it for, like, four months. Didn't think I would. But I did. And I was like, do you know what? It's taught me, like, unconditional love, like, mm. towards myself mm. and towards others. So mm. that's the kind of level of self-love I need. Mm. She's so uninterested. <laughs> no, no, she's, like, she's avoiding. Happy. Yeah, I'm like, oh. this whole podcast has been educating me about the book and trying to convince Queen to do the. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we've covered so much. Yeah, I feel like, like I know a lot more about the book. Is there anything else you feel you need to add, or because I feel. I feel like I've got a lot of knowledge and I yeah. do want to go and read it. I now. think this is a great starting point of understanding yourself point. and understanding relationships. And I think if you've listened to this and I think you should just go and read it and mm. just really dive into it. Um, I think like we'll bring this into other topics as well when it comes to oh, relationships. Yeah. I'm very excited now. I will go and read it so when we do mm. speak about stuff I can see it from that perspective now. Uh, yeah, just do the inner work I think and, and look into it. And if you do come out that you're in avoidance, that is okay. That's fine. That is it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't even believe that fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Guys, it's fine. I'm so avoidant, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all from us now, right? Yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Over and out.